coming up on this episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast, presented by Coloplast. I was just getting so many positive vibes, like, I really want to do this, and I really hope I can do this, and I really hope people just get a good feeling from this that I've been getting the last couple months from everybody I know. I want to give those good vibes. I want some good vibes. I want to hear something good for once. Welcome to the Colon Cancer Podcast, presented by Coloplast, offering stories of information, inspiration, and hope to those affected by colorectal cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein. Welcome to episode 59 of the Colon Cancer Podcast, presented by Coloplast. Really excited for this episode. We've got a real feel-good story that I know is going to warm your heart and just leave a smile on your face. Can't wait for you to listen to our story. You probably noticed a new intro for our show, and we are proud to announce that Coloplast is now our presenting sponsor for the Colon Cancer Podcast. And I invited the folks from Coloplast to spend a few minutes with me and talk about their products and services. So take a listen to this brief interview with the good folks from Coloplast. So I'm excited to announce a new sponsor, and that's Coloplast. Coloplast is now a presenting sponsor for the Colon Cancer Podcast. And today we're talking with the folks in Coloplast, and they're a global leader in ostomy supplies. Coloplast is known for their closeness to customers, their passion to make a real difference in the lives of people dealing with intimate healthcare issues, and for making innovative and award-winning ostomy products. And with me today is Maggie, an ostomy product manager at Coloplast. Maggie, how are you today? Thanks, Lee. It's great to be here today with you. So can you tell us more about Coloplast and what products and services you offer for people living with an ostomy? Coloplast is a global leader in ostomy products and support services. We respond to those people living with an ostomy in order to provide innovative products and support to make their life easier and get them back to doing what they love. One of the biggest issues and concerns among people living with an ostomy is leakage. We provide solutions to this problem with our pouching systems and accessories. So you provide a line of ostomy accessory products. Can you speak to what products are offered and why an accessory product would be valuable for someone living with an ostomy? Sure. Coloplast's Brava accessory line offers accessories designed to help reduce leakage and care for your skin to make you feel more secure. One of the most popular products is the Brava Elastic Barrier Strip. This is a skin-friendly strip used to picture frame around an ostomy barrier and add extra security. The elastic barrier strips follow contours of the body and ensure the position of the barrier while minimizing roll-up. They're available in three different shapes to fit your individual body and barrier and are a secure alternative to tape. Another product that many people find helpful is the Brava Moldable Ring, which is designed to create a tight seal around the stoma and fill in uneven skin surfaces. Our Brava lubricating deodorant is also a great option to neutralize odor and allow output to slide to the bottom of the pouch for easier emptying. And what other products does Coloplast have that might be helpful for someone living with an ostomy? Coloplast offers a wide range of ostomy products designed to make living with an ostomy a routine part of their lives, but not the focus. 
The Centura Mio line of barriers and pouches has body fit technology that offers an innovative elastic barrier, which allows the barrier to fit individual body shapes and follow body movements for a secure and comfortable fit. The newest addition to the Centura Mio family is a full portfolio of convex products, offering three different types to ensure the best fit possible. Many people have shared with us how the Centura Mio convex has given them the freedom to do things they had not done in years. Our ostomy solutions were all designed based on feedback from ostomy patients and ostomy nurses worldwide. Hmm, that's interesting. You know, also, uh, many of our listeners are new to uh, the world of, of ostomy and ostomy products. Are there services or educational resources that Coloplast offers to folks like that? Absolutely. We offer support and educational resources through Coloplast Care. Our care team of experts can help with product-related questions, and our online resources offer lifestyle support to help make living with an ostomy easier. We can help at every step of the journey to get back to living the life that that person desires. So how can people get in touch with Coloplast if they're interested in either ordering a product or gaining access to these services and educational support that Coloplast provides? They can contact Coloplast directly at one 1- 855-430-9500. Again, that is 1-855-430-9500. Or they can sign up for care support online at www.coloplast.us forward slash care. Well, Maggie, thank you for your time today, and thank you for your support of the Colon Cancer Podcast. We appreciate it. Thanks, Lee. It's been a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you for having me. We've added a new segment to the Colon Cancer Podcast, and you don't want to miss this. It will come on after my interview with Josh. I'm going to talk about Josh in just a second. And it's called Ask the Doctor. So we've got an Ask the Doctor segment that will now be part of the Colon Cancer Podcast. It will come in at the end of the interview. And Ask the Doctor will be with myself and Dr. Laura Porter. Dr. Porter is the medical advisor for the Colon Cancer Alliance. And during each episode of the podcast, I'll be talking to Dr. Porter and asking her one of the commonly asked questions that I've found through the Blue Hope Nation Facebook groups and other online communities, questions about things like clinical trials, side effects, treatment options, etc. So be sure to stay tuned in to the end of the episode for Ask the Doctor. If you have an ostomy or are undergoing chemotherapy, you know at times it can be a struggle to stay hydrated. That's where H2ORS can help. H2ORS is an oral rehydration solution, which is an over-the-counter electrolyte drink mix for dehydration. H2ORS is a medically accepted alternative to IV hydration. So for those of you who are struggling to stay hydrated due to an ostomy or chemotherapy, H2ORS can help replenish your fluid and electrolyte levels. It has three times the electrolytes of most sports drinks without the excess sugar, artificial flavors, or artificial colors. If you would like to try a free sample of H2ORS, go to h2ors.com sample and they'll ship one out to you. No strings or hidden costs attached. Also, when you make your first purchase at h2ors.com, if you use the code CCPOD, 
you will get 10% off your first order. Some events that I want to talk to you about coming up. We have a volunteer webinar, which is taking place on Tuesday, February the 7th. If you've ever thought about giving back to the colorectal cancer community, if you love talking about screening options and encouraging your friends and family in your community to get screened, if everything in your wardrobe is royal blue, then this is probably the webinar for you. I'm going to talk to you about various options for you to volunteer and help us get the message out there that needs to be heard in the community about the importance of things like screening and other options that will help save lives. So if you're interested in learning about volunteer opportunities with the Colon Cancer Alliance, be sure to tune in to this webinar. The information can be found on the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org. And again, this webinar is taking place on Tuesday, February the 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The other event that I'm so excited about is the Undie Run Walk is coming up. I can't wait. Every year, the Run Walk uh, tour begins in my hometown of Tampa, Florida. And this year, it's taking place on Saturday, February the 4th at Al Lopez Park. And I can't wait to be out there with my friends and family. Our team name is Lee's Superheroes. And me and all of my superheroes are going to be out there uh, raising awareness and, more importantly, raising money. And what's interesting is each of the Undie Run Walks benefit a local health-focused organization. And here in Tampa, the proceeds from the Undie Run go to the University of South Florida Bridge Clinic. And I had the opportunity to talk to Dr. Frederick Sloan, who runs the Bridge Clinic, about how the money raised from the Undie Run has impacted the Bridge Clinic. So uh, join me for a few minutes for my interview with Dr. Sloan. So with me right now is Dr. Frederick Sloan of the USF Bridge Clinic. Dr. Sloan, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. You're very welcome. So I know that uh, you've been a big part of the Tampa Undie Run and Walk and that the proceeds from the event has gone to help the Bridge Clinic. But tell us, for those who are unfamiliar, what exactly is the Bridge Clinic at USF? Yes, the Bridge Clinic is a clinic for patients who don't have insurance and are uh, uninsured patients that kind of fall through the cracks. So a lot of the patients we see at the Bridge Clinic are, in fact, working people but who have part-time jobs, they don't have insurance coverage, um, and they don't, you know, they're at a income level where they don't really fall into any type of coverage. And so they're like in between the cracks, so to speak, usually hardworking people that don't have insurance and cannot get insurance coverage and, and certainly can't afford to pay very much. And so that bridge clinic is really, uh, seeing that group of patients that really otherwise would have no health care. And who is actually uh, staffing the clinic? Uh, yes, uh, the clinic, it, it's a very interesting clinic because it was actually uh, founded by the medical students at the University of South Florida. The medical students saw the area around the university and felt that there's a lot of patients uh, that needed health care, that couldn't get health care. And here they are at the university, can't get health care. So they actually initiated the clinic. Now, there are 
you know, around the country, other medical schools where medical students kind of, quote, run the clinic. So we actually let our medical students run the clinic. And then we have the faculty advisors um, being one of the three faculty advisors for the clinic. And so we obviously staff the patients with the medical students to make sure, obviously, they get uh, appropriately taken care of. But we try to let the medical students really run the clinic, you know, themselves with our help so they truly learn, you know, all aspects of, uh, of health care and medical care and how it works. I see. And uh, the partnership with the Colon Cancer Alliance and the Undie Run Walk, uh, tell us how the money raised has helped to make an impact specifically uh, for those folks affected or, or potentially affected by colorectal cancer. Oh, absolutely. First of all, you have to understand that in, um, in the indigent type of clinic that, that we have in the Bridge Clinic, if you look around the country, at these clinics, and we're actually an official indigent clinic under the Department of Health of Florida. But you will find that almost none of these clinics are able to get colonoscopies for their patients, which means that essentially no one gets screened. Now, since we started this, now it would be impossible for us to do screening colonoscopies without the help of the Colon Cancer Alliance. We would have no funding to do it. With the Colon Cancer Alliance, we now have funding that we can screen our patients with colonoscopies. And so in the couple years that we've been with them, I think uh, it's our third year now, we've actually found one patient who had a, a full-blown cancer uh, that was actually resectable by the colonoscopy and cured. So we had one complete cure. And then we've had, oh, I'm going to probably guess another 25 or 30 patients that have precancerous polyps that we've removed. And then we also find other findings in the patients uh, that help their care, such as diverticulosis and hemorrhoids and, uh, and, and, and other things that need treated. Without the Colon Cancer Alliance money, we would not be able to do any of this. Recently, we just found a young man, 25 years old, uh, that basically has had a history of what we call ulcerative colitis. And on biopsy, he had high-grade dysplasia, which means that he actually needs his colon resected. And the amazing part is, is that this money has given us the opportunity to find this early. Probably, uh, again, without funds, without money, this uh, patient would have, let's say, gone another year and in this type of a situation, he would have probably had metastatic colon cancer, uncurable and unresectable. We are so fortunate to find this young man early on like this. And it's all because of the funding of the Colon Cancer Alliance. Well, that's terrific. And I know people listening will be thrilled to hear that the money raised at these undie run walks across the United States are actually saving lives. I also want to uh, just give you the chance uh, to recognize, I understand that the Bridge Clinic uh, late last year in November received some uh, very nice recognition. Uh, yes, we've received actually quite a number of awards. Uh, most recently, we received the National Philanthropic Award for this area, for the Tampa Bay area, um, as one of the awards uh, you know, that, we've, that we've gotten for our health care and our, uh, you know, services 
for the community here in Tampa. Well, congratulations, and uh, I want to thank you and your team there for the uh, great work that you're doing, and uh, I'm thrilled that the Colon Cancer Alliance is uh, partnered up with the Bridge Clinic. Will we see you on Saturday, February the 4th, out at Al Lopez Park for the Undie again this year? Absolutely. I will be there, and again, I really have to state to those who are listening, this, this is no joke. The money from the Colon Cancer Alliance has saved lives in our clinic. That is extremely real. This is not pretend. This is extremely real. You heard it from Dr. Sloan himself. Dr. Sloan, thank you again. I look forward to meeting you Saturday, February the 4th. And thank you, sir. I appreciate your your allowing us to talk about our clinic. Do you find frequent trips to the bathroom and all the excess wiping leaving you feeling not quite clean and a bit irritated? I know I did until I came across Fresh Assist. And Fresh Assist is a natural oil and aloe-based spray. And what it does is it turns dry toilet paper into a moistened, cleansing, cooling wipe. And as they say, helps you get clean in between. You can get Fresh Assist by clicking on the Fresh Assist logo on the Colon Cancer Podcast website at thecoloncancerpodcast.com. And it will direct you to Amazon where you can get either a single bottle or a two-pack. And if you get a two-pack and use the coupon code 2FRESH, that's T-W-O-F-R-E-S-H, they'll take $2 off of a two-pack order. My guest this week is Josh Katrick. I found out about Josh on CNN. Yes, Josh has suddenly become a media star through this just heartwarming story filled with kindness and compassion. This happened right before the holidays. Maybe you saw Josh's story online or actually saw it on TV as it was covered by CNN. I'm not going to give it away. I'll let Josh tell the story. But join me now for my conversation with Josh Ketrick. Hey, Josh, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, I'm uh, doing well, Lee. Very good. Good day. Uh, we were all, I was, that was going to be my first question uh, was about your day today because I did see on Facebook that uh, chemo treatment number nine was this morning. So that was my first question is how are you feeling? Yes, uh, chemo treatment number nine, number nine, number nine. <laughs> Do the shout out to the Beatles reference. Love it. Uh, that was on Facebook. Um, but yeah, um, uh, I've been very fortunate with my chemo treatment. Um, it went good again, you know, a little fatigue, a little um, little tingliness in the fingers outside today, but nothing, nothing bad. Very good day. And where's home? I know you're somewhere in the Northeast. Tell us where you're at. Yes, um, I'm Northeast Pennsylvania in uh, the beautiful borough of Northampton, Pennsylvania. Okay. So uh, a little cold weather certainly can impact the uh, the neuropathy in the fingers, I'm sure. Yes, uh, we've actually been pretty fortunate, I think. Um, we've had some cold days, but more warm than cold so far this winter. So I've been very fortunate with that. Okay. All right. So before we get to the main story uh, that I want to cover... Uh, just kind of bring us up to speed. Uh, how did you come to be diagnosed? How long ago? Um, you know, just take give us a little bit of your of your backstory, health wise. Yeah, um, 
Uh, I mean, probably a good year or so, a little over a year ago now, um, last Thanksgiving, I was starting to uh, actually see the signs of colon cancer. Um, yeah, the blood, some blood when I had bowel movements, uh, some pain in the stomach. Um, but it really didn't hit me until about May of last year, 2016. I uh, went into uh, my doctor's office for blood test. They saw my uh, hemoglobin level was something like, it was like down in the two level, like two point something, three point something. Ooh. Um, yeah, uh, I remember having the blood test on uh, a Saturday morning. And then by Saturday afternoon, my, my doctor actually called me. My doctor's office called me, and they're like, you need to go to the ER for a blood uh, transfusion. Um, went in the ER that Saturday and was in there for a couple of days getting, oh, six or seven blood transfusions to bring up my hemoglobin level. Um, while I was in there, they found um, a bleeding ulcer in the top of my stomach, but they didn't think that was enough to, to bring it down that low. Um, that was in May, and then by the end of July, uh, they had me going for a colonoscopy. Um, I remember getting sedated uh, right before the colonoscopy, and the doctor that was doing the colonoscopy, right before I went to sleep, I just heard, I think he has colon cancer. And then I woke up a little bit later, and the doctor came in and told me I had um, a mass in my colon, uh, colon cancer. Uh, that was the end of July, and then right away, a good two weeks or so after, I was the beginning of uh, August. I was in for surgery to get a uh, colon recession. I had uh, the colon recession, and I had my gallbladder removed. It attached to my gallbladder. Um, they're pretty sure they got the whole mass, and it didn't spread past the lymph nodes. Uh, stage stage two T4 colon cancer. Um, they're pretty sure they got it all. And I'm going through chemo now. I started that in September just as uh, precautionary. I see. You're three quarters of the way to the finish line. So we're, yeah. we're all cheering you on three more. And uh, hopefully that will take you to the, uh, to the end of this phase of your life is what we hope for for you. Yes. But I picked up your story online. Uh, did you ever think you would be talking to the folks from CNN? No, and uh, especially uh, that happened on Christmas morning. Um, I got a call from CNN about that story. Uh, I, a call from, uh, we're a little over an hour away from New York. I don't really know anybody in New York. I see New York come across my phone. I'm like, eh, you know, I'm just going to let it go to voicemail. And sure enough, it was a reporter. I Googled her name and under credentials and it was all legit on Christmas morning they called me and I was interviewing CNN over the phone <laughs> so let's kind of back up a little bit because not everybody knows your story and uh, the part that that first caught my attention is when I see the words north or northeast and pizza together I just have a longing for a good slice of northeast pizza that's a little hard to find down here in Florida. So it sounds like you were hanging out at, at, at a local pizza shop and, and take us to the rest of the story here. Yes, uh, a few months back uh, before December, uh, my local pizza place here in Northampton in the borough, actually, uh, Mario's Pizza, um, on their Facebook, I seen had it was doing a contest. I mean, you see them, you see them every day almost on Facebook, enter to win whatever 
And uh, all I had to do was go on their website, give my email address, my name, and I was entered for um, two large pizzas every month, uh, one time every month of 2017. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I'll give it a shot, thinking nothing of it at the time. So um, I'm coming out of, uh, I have um, I have my chemo infusions beginning on Wednesdays, and then I have the pump for about two days. And on Friday, I get the pump off. So I'm coming out of the infusion center Friday, checking my email before going back to work, actually. And I see, hey, you won the pizza. And So this is free pizza every month for a year. Yes, uh, two two large pies, and I'm like, that is that blew my mind. First of all, like that's so cool, but like I get either medium or large pizza when I go there, and I have leftovers for days. I'm like, you, and I, you know, I have a ton of friends that would join me, or anybody I know would join me. But I'm like, you know, it's December. I've just been through everything I've been through. I met so many amazing people on this journey. And so, so much love I've gotten from people I don't even know. I wanted to give back to somebody. I was like, I emailed them my first email right away. Hey, thank you, but can we donate to something, somebody? And I uh, suggest uh, the Northampton Area Food Bank in the borough because I wanted to keep it in the borough of Northampton since I grew up in the borough and, there's, and, and uh, Mario's Pizza is such a staple in Northampton. And what was their reaction when you said, thank you for the prize, but I want to give it away? Um, I, a couple days, uh, I heard nothing, and I'm like, okay. I, and nothing against them or anything. I'm just like, okay, um, they might think I'm crazy. I mean, a lot of people actually do think I'm crazy, but hey, <laughs> I, I, try, I throw it out there. I tried. The least they could say is no, and here's your gift certificate. I was okay with that, but no, they responded, and... They were like, that's cool. We want to do this. And their initial reaction was, you know, we're going to do this. We're just going to have, um, we have, it's called the Northampton Press in Northampton. We're going to have those guys come up and do a story and on this day. And, you know, that's cool. And then all of a sudden, um, our local news station here, WFMZ, I, um, I actually worked in radio and television for a good 10 years or so. And uh, our local radio stations here. I worked with uh, a radio traffic producer, Steve Mittman, and he's like, he works for FMZ now. He's like, hey, I ran it through the producer. They love this story. They want to do a story for the, for the news. Like, cool, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Uh, they came up, filmed the story, and the Northampton Press did their story. FMZ aired the story, and then from there, it just spread like wildfire on the internet. All the way to CNN. All the way, all the way to CNN. Um, yeah, I mean, that first night, day it aired, I was getting all my friends were like commenting back and forth. I was seeing it on the local stuff here. Like, oh, cool. It's, you know, Lehigh Valley. Everybody knows. That's cool. And then all of a sudden, um, one of my friends on Facebook messages me Christmas morning, like around midnight, one, two in the morning. He's wrapping Christmas gifts for his son. And uh, he's like, Dude, your story's on the front page of, is it Reddit? Reddit. Reddit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's like, dude, your story's on the front page. That's huge. And uh, my friend uh, my friend was up, and she saw my Facebook start blowing up about it. And she uh, she actually let me know. I'm like, I, I was sleeping at the time. It was like 3 a.m. Christmas morning. I'm like, wow, this is going worldwide. And so a couple hours later, CNN gave me a call, and 
it spread worldwide again. That's incredible. But, you know, let me ask you this from, you know, I've been down your journey and, and, and still, you know, still am, I guess. <laughs> it's a tough situation. And when you fall into something like you did, a little bit of luck, you won a prize. What was the motivation to say, you know what? Yes, I got a little bit of good luck during a time of tough luck, but I want to turn around and help somebody else. Just everything, everything I've been feeling the last couple months with going through what I went through. Um, and I mean, everything I've seen everybody go through this year in general, just I want it was uh, December. It was Christmas time. It, you just know when some when something's the right thing to do and you know, your heart's in the right place. My mind was in the right place for this. Um, you and I were talking about Beatles and everything before we came on to record. I mean, John Lennon, give peace a chance. Imagine everything was just going through my mind. Like I was just getting so many positive vibes. Like I really want to do this and I really hope I can do this. And I really hope people just get a good feeling from this that I've been getting the last couple months from everybody I know. I want to get those good vibes. I want some good vibes. I want to hear something good for once. I get it. But this thing got bigger, though. It wasn't just you giving two pizza pies a month to a food bank. Uh, tell us how this uh, kind of grew to even a larger situation. Yes, um, I, it, I grew. I mean, people are just, I heard... I get messages all the time about people paying it forward, um, whatever they've been doing, um, little things like they'll be at a you know, gas station or a local chain and they'll pay for the customer and back of them coffee, paying it forward. I actually had uh, friends of mine from high school, people I knew from high school, um, out of town and come in on the Christmas break to see family that bought additional gift certificates. And then also um, my job, um, I work in medical field now, um, my job, LVPG, internal medicine at Muhlenberg over here in the Lehigh Valley, they chipped in and they got uh, some gift certificates. I was able to give with my gift certificates, um, a friend of mine, Doug Carlton and Amanda on Facebook, just, I remember them from high school and then I work with these people all day and they just chipped in a few dollars and gave extra gift certificates so I was able to give extra what I gave and then extra uh, pieces to the food bank but also I've been hearing about people pay it forward all over the place and it's it's just been amazing and it all started with you yeah I still when I when I actually do step back and think about it it just blows my mind I I go out here I you know I'll stop at a gas station and people are still talking about coming up to me, shaking my hand. I've, I've gotten so many hugs um, over the Christmas holiday when I was out shopping. I got so many hugs and just so much love I've seen in people's eyes. And people come up to me and they're just smiling and so heartwarming to see. So amazing that, you know, I grew up listening to the Beatles, John Lennon, All You Need Is Love, Give Peace a Chance. And I mean, not that I never thought that was possible. Those songs 
were possible and everything I've heard in my life was possible like that. But, you know, over the last come once you come down a little with everything going on in our society and culture to have to be able to do something like this reassures the fact that I always know that love and peace can be achieved if we all just came together for a good cause. And I love the timing and the fact that this all coincided with Christmas. Yes. Um, just, just amazing. Do you, so, so clearly you know, you're going through the challenges of chemo and, and I think back to when I did too. And, uh, I took the I took a little bit of the same approach and I, and I only share, share my thoughts because I think you've got something that can help other people who are going through what you're going through. And I said to my wife when I was going through Tremo, I said, you know, I'm going to laugh and I'm going to try to make as many people that I interact with feel good because I think that's going to come around to make me feel better too. And now I'm talking to you and you're saying the exact same thing. Cool. Yes. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm going to say it. I, I have my days. I have my down days. Of course. I have my angry, my sad days. But I have so many more good days. I'm able to get up. I'm working my full full time shift. I'm I go to the gym every morning before work a couple for a couple hours. I can do everything I want to do, and I'm feeling good. And I just want I I just want to spread that around to people that have cancer or any other disease. Um, you know I mean it. Yes, we'll have our bad days, but there's so many, so much, hopefully we can have more good days and there's so many more good people out there. I have a blast at my chemo infusions and my chemo with um, my hemocologist, oncologist office. They're amazing. I couldn't ask for, not that I wanted to go through this journey. It, you know, it wasn't on the top of my list, but <laughs> you know, it's something looking back, I am glad and fortunate I was able to go through and going through it like this. So you've got some real lessons here. And as we wrap up our conversation, I, I ask uh, all of the patients and survivors that I have the pleasure of interviewing this question. And that is, if someone were to tune into our conversation and they were just recently diagnosed or someone they love and care for were recently diagnosed, what message would you want to share with that person? Make it find your you. Um, hold on to anything that makes you happy. Find what makes you happy and continue to do it to death. Um, like I said, um, my my job, my the people I hang out with, my friends and my family, music, and the people I've encountered on this journey have made me happy. And I just hold on to that fact every day. I, I get to talk with um, my friends and my family on a daily basis. I get to go to the gym, which makes me extremely happy, and throw on some tunes so I can zone out. Just find, find that thing that makes you happy. Um, if, I mean, if you're not playing an instrument, you can pick up something on your iPad, iPhone, a, a simple keyboard app, and just learn some music. It'll get your mind off it. Go for a simple walk or even walk. try to walk around your house. Talk to anybody, anybody that brings you up, anybody 
doctor, nurse, anybody out there that can bring you up and it will help you so much. It is a scare. Anything you're diagnosed with when you first hear that is always a scary journey and there's a million questions, but there are also a million and one other activities, friends, family, people you don't even know that are there to help you out. And they are out there more than you realize, more than media portrays them to be. They are out there and they are willing and there to help you. Great words of advice. Well, Josh, thank you for uh, not just spending time with me, but for sharing your story. It, it truly is inspiring. Uh, it made me smile just as I'm sitting here listening to you share. I just kind of felt the warmth through the microphone. <laughs> and uh, just uh, thank you for making a difference in the world. Yeah. And most importantly, uh, let's knock out those next three chemos. Yeah. And then let's quickly uh, hope and pray that you hear those word letters, N-E-D, no evidence of disease, pretty cool. quickly. Uh, so good health to you and uh, wish you all the best. Cool. Thank you very much, Lee. Uh, thank you, everybody out there listening. If you are diagnosed uh, or have gone through it, you know, peace be with you. Just give it help, guys. <laughs> or a friend of mine... Uh, who uh, I uh, have a great deal of admiration for, said, fight like hell, too. That, too, yes. Let's do this. We we got this. We do. And there are so many people out there that will help you. There's There are groups and people out there that will definitely help you if you just, you just got to find it. It's out there. It is. Thanks, Josh. Cool. Thank you, Lee. It's time for Ask the Doctor, where your questions about colorectal cancer are answered by Dr. Laura Porter. Dr. Porter is the medical advisor and senior patient advocate for the Colon Cancer Alliance. Hi, Dr. Laura. How are you today? Good. How are you, Lee? Good. So today's question uh, is about ASCO. And uh, I had this question some time ago till I finally found the answer. But a couple of times a year, we see lots of postings pop up on Facebook about people going to ASCO. So what is ASCO and what is ASCO GI and how is that important to the colorectal cancer community? Oh, that's a, a really good question. Um, ASCO is the American Society of Clinical Oncology which is the foremost authority on all cancers. Um, they have two meetings a year that we are interested in as uh, colorectal cancer survivors. And uh, the first meeting is in San Francisco in January, and it's called ASCO GI and deals with gastrointestinal cancers, including colorectal cancer. The second meeting is the annual meeting, and that's for all cancers. And there are approximately 38,000 attendees. Uh, this meeting is in Chicago and in June. Um, the significance is that clinical trials are reviewed and results are presented. Attendees come from and present from all over the world. Uh, we do highlights as a webinar and also blog posts to let everyone know if any treatment changes are being considered and what treatments look promising for the future. Excellent. And people, if they just keep an eye on the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org, uh, I know in the past we've prominently posted anytime we have webinars around different topics, including this uh, talking about ASCO, correct? Yes, sir. 
Very good. So uh, just keep an eye on that website for more information. Dr. Laura, thank you so much. Thank you, Lee. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast presented by Coloplast. And thanks again to our sponsors, Coloplast, A2ORS, and Fresh Assist for your support. The Colon Cancer Podcast is a proud supporter of Genie's Blue Angels, helping to provide financial support to those affected by colorectal cancer. Thanks for listening to the Colon Cancer Podcast, presented by Coloplast. Notes from this episode can be found on our website at thecoloncancerpodcast.com. To subscribe to the podcast, please visit thecoloncancerpodcast.com forward slash subscribe. If you or a loved one has a question about colon cancer, please visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org. Again, that's ccalliance.org. Thanks again for listening. Be well, everyone.